This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, one of two that you're probably going to get this week because there's so much to talk about on and off the pitch. This one's focused very much off the pitch, I'd say, uh, and we've we've pulled together this uh, in response to the Ivan Tony interview on the Diary of a CEO podcast, which is Stephen Bartlett's kind of top of the chart uh, podcast. It's number three already in the Apple podcast chart for this week. So a lot of people listening to what Ivan Tony has said, uh, the first time he's supposedly spoken out unfiltered, as the famous tweet would say, it's caused a few ripples. Um, I don't think Brentford Football Club knew that the podcast was going to be recorded. I, I, that's not been confirmed. I've not heard if there's been any reaction from the football club itself or the football association who are the ones that actually have banned Ivan Tony for his betting um uh, they're not crimes they're 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 they you know they're they're rule they're rule breaks so um you know he's been banned for a significant amount of time um and uh he's he's back in training with Brentford Football Club mid September with a view to being able to be selected for our first team at the back end of January so Ivan is a high profile player now in the game he's obviously a high profile player at Brentford Football Club um and having him absent for this amount of time is is a is a huge huge punishment on our club let alone the player um and obviously the two um, are, are separate separate situations, but they're they're very much they're very much as one from a Brentford fans' point of view. Uh, Brentford Football Club, um, as a as a, as an employer, um, is is liable for um, the punishment of the employee for his 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 rule breaks, and the 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 FA sat um, and they they had a they had a hearing. Um, they listened to all of Ivan Tony's evidence for why he um, had 200 plus different incidents of betting um, on his phone and on, on, on other people's phones and accounts. And they weren't uh, happy by, by what Ivan said in the first instance. And Ivan had to then come back. And um, the, we got to the situation where they couldn't prove that he had a second phone where supposedly there there were more uh, rule breaks and the the situation um, the punishment was that he, he had a not you know six six months from um, playing the game ban plus you know plus the close season so um, as I said from from May until January 2024 is is, is, is his punishment so the Diary of CEO podcast, it's been running for three or four years and it, and it gets a lot of really big names onto it. Um, Stephen Barclay is uh, an entrepreneur. Um, he is, It's mainly a business podcast, but there are sporting um, uh, personalities that have appeared on it. 
and he clearly is a is a football fan. He's a Man United fan. He, he speaks um, a lot about um, put, trying to push Ivan Tony into making uh, the comment that he was looking to go to Old Trafford. It was like tongue in cheek, I know. Um, but uh, you know, he, he, Stephen Barclay is used to uh, probing people. Let's put it that way. Let's talk about what is covered within the podcast. Um, Ivan speaks of his youth growing up in Northampton, signing from his hometown club. Um, he talks about uh, being spotted for first at Wolves, which which did a move that didn't work out when it looked like he was about to sign for the, on the dotted line at Molyneux. Um, he eventually signs for Newcastle, and uh, Ivan talks about him really sort of not knuckling down, thinking he's made it. Um, having a personal shopper and being distracted by all the all the sort of bright and uh, spangly things that young footballers in Newcastle, I'm sure, are distracted by. Uh, and he was pushed out on various loans, um, which culminated really in being rejected by Newcastle and ending up at Peterborough United, where he resurrected his career, let's be honest. Uh, he scored an incredible amount of goals at, at London Road. Um, and then he... He became on the radar of so many other football clubs again, um, including ours. Um, Rasmus Ankerson uh, put a lot of legwork into to getting uh, Ivan to uh, well, first and foremost, Barry Fry and uh, Dara, um, the, the 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 Peterborough chairman, to get them sort of uh, in the same ballpark as us in in terms of bids and, and the, the finance of the deal. Then obviously convincing. Ivan Tony that it was his best move and uh, Ivan speaks in this podcast about the, the, the conversations he had with Thomas Frank, um, how Thomas has said to him, you know, come to us, score your goals and help us get to the Prem. And even if you don't, if even if Brentford Football Club itself don't get to the Prem, then you will because, you know, use us as a stepping stone. So, you know, let's, let's be honest, you know, Ivan's got a huge... Uh, um, uh, ambition to, to get to the very top that comes across loud and clear he talks about you know the, the, the disaster and, the, and the, the trauma of uh, being being snubbed by England for the World Cup he talks about coming back and being England's number one striker probably post Harry Kane but he wants to be um, in in that bracket at, at, at one of the biggest clubs in in, in Britain stroke uh, Europe. Um, the Prem, probably. Um, he talks about Arsenal. He talks about being a Liverpool fan since a kid. Um, he talks about Brentford in the past tense a couple of times, let's be honest. But on the positive sides, he, he's got clearly got a lot of love for Brentford Football Club. He speaks about the positives, um, about Thomas Frank, the vibe in the Brentford camp. Talks about his little brother, Brian and Bumo, um, how he's he's kind of helping him with his goal scoring. I mean, we're seeing that already this season with, with Ivan out the picture, Brian and Boomer. I've said it a couple of times. It's clear that Brian is stepping up. He's matured. He's not reveling in the in the vacuum that Ivan's left, but he's, he's clearly seizing this opportunity. He's the number one at the moment up front, and it's, it's great to see that. Um, so, yeah, that, so there are positives. Um, about the, um, he, he clearly likes being at Brentford. He, he talks about can't wait to get back training with the lads, um, missing that. And he talks about clearly missing the day to day because the punishment means he can't train with in the, uh, the training ground. He has to dis completely disconnect himself with um, Brentford Football Club on a day to day level. I'm sure we've got a, 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 you know, a personal trainer for him and we're keeping him fit. But that's you know that that goes without saying. But he, he you know can't come to the games. He can't 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 come to the training ground. So it's a it's a big punishment. It's a serious punishment for a serious offence. And that's that's where the in my mind and we, we obviously we're going to talk about this um, in 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 great deal. Um, got two really uh, sort of close besotted chums with me tonight, people whose opinions I, I, I respect. Um, Ali Malali and um, Lewis Coughlin. Um, they're, they're, I'll introduce them properly in a minute. So we'll, we'll be talking. Um, I've, I've, I've put a 
request out on this sort of Twitter this week where, you know, I was I, I said it was clear that I was interested to know what Brentford fans thought. Um, having listened to the um, Diary of a CEO podcast, um, we've had lots and lots of responses to that. And we've also had um, uh, people uh, send in voice messages, which um, I've I've going to cobble together. And, and I'll, I'll interject this this discussion with with those, so we, you're not listening just to the three of us. Um, it, there's there's been a lot of Brentford fans that have put their their input into this tonight, and I've tried to keep it positive uh, and um, honest. Um, so I've, we've not there's not there's no briefing. We're also going to be listening to a really fascinating um, conversation. That, that was on TalkSport with um, Simon Jordan, Jim White and uh, Martin O'Neill. Um, that was on uh, Tuesday, um, the, 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 the same morning that the, the podcast drops. Um, Simon Jordan in particular has got some very strong forthright opinions and views. He has those, he has those on most things to do with the game, so let's not be surprised about that. But um, I think it will be interesting to use a couple of sound bites from that, um, and going back to as I said, the timeline of what's actually in the uh, Diary of CEO podcast, we get to the bit really where Ivan starts talking about the the the, the, the crimes. We'll call them crimes. As I said they're not actually crimes, but they're they're they're, they're rule breaks. This is where the interview kind of derails slightly. Um, Ivan starts tripping over himself, um, explaining things again. Um, it, it doesn't. It, a lot of a lot of his excuses about how um, how or why he was betting don't really make sense. He, he he still claims that he didn't really know at the time that it was wrong to, for him to be making bets on football. Everyone knows that. Um, he, he he also said that it was someone else in his family that had been called up or hauled up by the FA. For, for similar offences in the past, which, I, you know, if someone else is, if someone's been stung in your family already, you, you know, um, and he kind of hid behind. Um, he didn't want his mum and his dad to find out about his betting accounts, um, so um, so he had to have his uh, um, some of the bets made on someone else's phone, and it, it, it didn't really didn't really add up but we, you know we're not going to go necessarily into that too much tonight because you know I, th I think Ivan's opened up um, a, a few tins of worms that the authorities might want to look at again as well but we're not here to kind of make things worse we're just trying to obviously as a Brentford podcast we're here to talk about the ramifications of how it affects our club and us as a fan base um, because we are missing our best player for um, the first half of this season and as fans, I think we were kind of listening with one ear to the back end of a podcast to kind of hear some sort of contrition from Ivan, some sort of not necessarily apology, but and I know from my perspective, I think an apology would is in order. I think that it's manners. Um, uh, you know, it's not our fault that we're not we're, we're not watching him week in week out. It's his fault, um, and it's not. It's not Brentford's fault that they're paying his wages at 100% as far as I, I am aware. Um, and he's not actually being punished apart from not playing. But he's going to come back fit and he's going to come back ready to play football, whether it's for us or someone else. Um, some humility, some positivity, some redemption. They, those That was what I was looking out for. Um, I know maybe other people were looking for different things from this. Maybe you, it, you, it doesn't bother you that 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 side of things, but for me that that was important, and we heard none of it. So as I said, two people that are joining me this week. We've got Ali Malali. How are you, Ali? I'm all right, Dave. Thank you. I'm all right. A bit warm, but apart from that, I'm fine. <laughs> yep, it's it is proper hot out there. It as they say, we've we waited hot. waited long enough for this, so we're I'm going to enjoy it. And um, Lewis Coglin, Lou. Um, last time I saw you, you were in New York with me, but um, it was hot out there. You, you, you roasting down in the South Coast? Yeah, not as bad as uh, New York, which was just unbelievable, actually. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, quite toasty, but uh, I'm comfortable. Good. And That's all right. Then. 
No, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to have you both here. And as I said, we're going we're gonna to cover a lot of Brentford fan opinion um, over the next sort of 35, 40 minutes. So, um, you know, uh, it's just thank you all those people that sent stuff in. Thank you for the people that contributed on Twitter. It's important that you follow us there. Um, and there's always a, a decent conversation. Right. So let's go to you two first. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I think of it after you've, you, two, you two have gone. Start with you, Ali. Um, you listened to the to the uh, Diary of a CEO podcast. What did you make of it? What were you hoping it would leave you feeling after you finished listening to it? How do you think it affects the player and us as a football club? Uh, first of all, I think it's a really poor interview. There were um, for anybody who's listened to it. There's multiple occasions where you go, "Come on, press him on it, press him on it, follow up on it." Um, where you know Ivan just obfuscates and deflects and you know says things that obviously don't really add up and it's we'll follow that up and he, he doesn't really for whatever reason we could all speculate on the reason that so that part of it was was quite disappointing I think but to come back to what I was expecting from it uh, I was expecting a bit more contrition I mean I didn't expect a massive mere culpa I wasn't expecting it to be in tears or, or any of that, that's not Ivan's style, but, you know, an acceptance that he had let down his teammates, let down his manager, let down his club. Um, were, I was rather expecting there would be some degree of that. Um, I, You know, it's sort of like Simon Bartlett says to him, are you ready to talk now? And he says, yes. And I don't think he, has, he does really talk about anything. I think he just denies and deflects. Um, uh, which is is quite disappointing. I think he hasn't accepted responsibility for what he's done. Um, he clearly hasn't accepted that he has a problem with gambling, which is worrying in itself. And you have to look at it from the point of view: is he is he in in the denial stage of his addiction? Because uh, if you if you follow the line that the expert has taken that the uh, the the doctor that but they brought in was said that he had a obsessive compulsive addict gambling addiction he's if you follow that line he's clearly in the denial stage where he thinks he hasn't got a problem where he thinks he can control the problem he's clearly from what we can tell from what he said there not getting any help therapy whatever which is a worry if addiction is the problem because He's going to relapse at some point, and if it, if it's if it's not the addiction, then he's also not taking responsibility for it. So there's no acceptance of responsibility. There is, which is disappointing, because I think he has to accept responsibility, even though he does say, "I take responsibility," but he's taking responsibility for bets that he says he didn't make, um, just to make the problem almost go away. So it, that's disappointing. Um, like I said, some sort of contrition, some sort of acknowledgement that he'd let a lot of people down, including himself, I think. Um, I would have liked to have seen. Um, I think also this interview for me shows a lot of what Thomas Frank and Gareth Southgate both talked about, which is just leaving him out on his own. You know, what's he going to do? And I think if he'd been in the club, been allowed in the club, training at the club, I'm not saying it definitely wouldn't have happened this podcast, but I think it would have been a lot less likely. Um, but, you know, I think, where does it leave the player? Um, okay, let me, I don't really, let, let, I me don't, ask, like, let me ask a question before you answer that, right? So yeah. from a PR point of view, let, let, let's, mm. let, let's be honest here. I think, he's, I think it's bad. No, it's no, no, bad. but, but the, 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 there are PR people around mm. him. He hasn't, I'm surely he hasn't just done this off his own back. There would have been a decision to be right, okay, you go and talk now. Mm-hmm. And the, the outcome would be that Ivan Tony, at the end of doing this interview, comes out in a better position than he went into it. So has he done that? Clearly not. No, clearly not. I mean, he's been badly advised. If you're going to do this, then I think you do go on it and you, you show, you take accept responsibility even if you don't think that you've got something to be responsible for you go on there you say Ivan you're gonna go on here say yes I take responsibility for what's happened and you show contrition and you you admit that you've let people down and you offer some sort of apology it doesn't have to be like a big mere culpa but some sort of acknowledgement that he's let people down and 
the worst thing he's come out of it and he just looks like he's deflecting and denying everything and not taking responsibility and it's just it's just a mess it's just a mess it's it's like he's been really bad he's been really badly advised and uh, if you're going to do something like that you've got to have a clear plan of of what you're going to say if you want to make it a good pr exercise for you and he's that that it's not a good pr exercise he would have been better saying nothing and and equally um you know as as a football club how how does this leave brentford because um you know it looks like we've got a bit of a loose cannon you know and and and, and also let's be let's be honest you know it, it, we're talking about it because he's done the interview and it's it mm. was it's, it's an obvious thing to do you know mm. everyone is going to talk about it no mm. it's, it's not you don't you don't do this interview and then no one talks about it again it's a line in the no. sand and so you know he, he must have expected a reaction this is part of that reaction you know we're Brentford fans we are passionate about our football club and we're passionate in supporting our players you know so it, we, we're, we're 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 rooting for Ivan um, we want we want as much reason to to root for him, and I'm not sure this gives us this gives us loads more apart from that we want him back scoring and then then get rid of him. <laughs> but, but you know that's, that's that's me talk. I'm not putting words in your mouth there. But you know where does it leave us as a football club? Because you know we, we've got someone that's, that's worth between fifty and hundred million. You know or do we just want to? The football club's just thinking right. He, 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 he's not bad mouthed us. That's that's all right. Um, it, it may not affect his value. That's all right. Um, let's let let this sort of you know um, wash down the drain a little bit and then uh, get him back and then uh, then then get as much money for him as we can. Is that is that what they're thinking? I've no idea what they're thinking. I mean, I. We, we none of us have been privy to what the internal conversations are within the club. What any conversations have been with Ivan in this period, um, I, I can't see his. In terms of his value to the club, I don't think anything really has changed. I think plenty of clubs will still be prepared to play pay top dollar for him, whether that's in January or it's next summer. And so I don't think from that position anything really has changed. Um, it's, I think, possibly how we handle him when he comes back to training may have changed. Um, what the plan is when he comes back to the club may have changed in light of this. I, I, I can't believe that anybody at the club thinks what he's done in the way that he's done it um, and in what he said, has it, it's been a good thing. If, you know, if, like we said, there was contrition, there was responsibility, he'd accepted responsibility. He said, I've got a problem, I need to deal with it, I'm doing this to deal with it. I think we'd be having a completely different conversation to what we're having now. So it's not the actual that he's spoken to somebody on a podcast. It's just, it seems to be um, what he said in answer to the questions uh, and what he's possibly briefed, what he wants to be asked, uh, a massive, massive misjudgment. Lewis, um, same questions t- to you. Obviously, I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure you're going to have an exactly the same um, an opinion as, as as Ali. But you know, what what did you make? How, how did, when when you finished listening to it, where where were you at? Talk, talk talk us through, you know, your your listening experience and you know where it leaves you as a fan. Yeah, I mean, I, firstly, I'd say I agree with a huge amount that Ali's just said, and in fact, with uh, quite a bit of your uh, preface to the whole discussion, Laney. I mean, I think he he has been a fantastic footballer for Brentford. You know, he, he was instrumental in getting us up, uh, instrumental in helping us be established as a decent Premier League side against all the odds. And... A part of that and a part of him that I loved watching him on the field and still still would do if he was playing right now is that self-confidence, that arrogance, that that feeling that I think kind of inspires others in the team to feel, yeah, OK, this is 11 against 11. You know, he's been a real leader on the field and uh, and a big part of our current success. Having said all of that, I think what we're now seeing and what we've seen at times over the last couple of years away from the pitch, we're seeing that arrogance, that self-confidence, 
manif manifest itself in, in a negative way and particularly for, for Brentford Football Club you know I, I and just before I come on to the specifics around the interview I am saying this because I think it is part of a pattern you know he, he for whatever reason and he was asked about this on the podcast uh, became the only Brentford player not to take the knee that wasn't explained in the interview when he was given a chance to do so I still don't understand why he did that. He didn't replace that with anything that I'm aware of. He just started opting out and doing his own thing. We then had the fuck Brentford comment. We then had the no no one special comment. He then got caught for the, the gambling. And all of this is at a club where maybe with the, the odd, very brief exception, there aren't any disciplinary issues that I'm aware of. You know, the players toe the line. They knuckle down, they see themselves as part of a team, they see themselves as ambassadors for a club. Ivan Tony doesn't do that. And that started rearing its head. I agree, I think the interview was relatively straightforward until he started getting questioned about the, uh, the betting. And I'm sorry, I just didn't believe him at several parts of the interview. You know, he was clearly uncomfortable, but you know, I, I actually disagree a little bit with what Ali says. I, I, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with Stephen Bartlett not uh, kind of grilling him. You know, I, I think he actually made Ivan look even more uh, dubious by actually leaving him hanging, you know, uh, without needing to go in for the kill, if you like. Uh, but there was, you know, it, it was framed as, you know, this is going to be the, the truth the truth from Ivan Tony, and it wasn't. And in that respect, I agree. I think it's been a PR disaster. Uh, not to have the humility, which again is a much talked about value at Brentford and one that I'm afraid he just does not exhibit at all, to say sorry or to take responsibility. Uh, I, I get the fact that addiction is a really complex uh, thing and you know I, I wouldn't want to be the first to to uh, judge him on the basis of that he may well be confused and not really fully come to terms with things but he does actually owe an apology to a lot of people and the very first people that I'd be apologizing to if I'm given the the the, the, the voice to do so would be my teammates and my team supporters and that was conspicuous by its absence I also thought that he piled into the discussion about other bigger clubs with a little bit more gusto than I'd hoped. You know, it wasn't very elegant and it just seemed kind of, you know, it, it just reminded me of the no one special uh, comment. You know, I, I, yes, of course, he did say, oh, you know, it's great. To, you know, I'm, I can't wait to be back with the lads. But it was I thought it was quite telling when uh he was being asked about the key to Brentford's success. He he was quite anodyne about that, I thought. You know, well, it's hard work. And then he was pressed, and, and then he thought about, well, it's togetherness. And I, I personally think the Brentford story is much more interesting than that. You know, there's a hell of a lot more behind it. But he just, I don't know, he, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear the love for the club that I think perhaps some others did. So... I came away thinking, you know, it was a disastrous interview, certain second half of it. I thought I was listening and watching to a bit of a narcissist uh, and somebody who is not prepared to listen to those around him. And going back to, you know, was he badly advised or not? Uh, doing the interview, I totally agree with what Ali says, you know, doing the interview, you need to think carefully about what your what what messages you're trying to get across. And he may well have rehearsed that with someone and then just forgot about it and thought he'd talk about him and the fact that he feels wronged. Uh, so, yeah, I, I came away disappointed, perhaps not massively surprised, because for me it was the continuation of a few slightly worrying signs that we've seen over the last couple of years, uh, you know, in, in things away from the pitch. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I hope that he's regretting that interview. 
do you know what though? I wouldn't be surprised if he if he you know feels that he's done a great job. And someone's more than one person's mentioned uh, Prince Andrew, and that is a very extreme analogy to make. But there's a little bit in that uh, where somebody comes away from an interview thinking, yeah, I've told them straight and. Actually, if they had a little bit more self-awareness, a little bit more emotional intelligence, they might come away thinking, God, I ballsed up there and I let a lot of people down. I mean, if you're going to put yourself onto a platform where I assume multiple millions of downloads of this are, are, are going to be made, then you are um, you're putting you literally are putting yourself out there. Uh, you're you're bearing your soul. Um, and you know you're asking for people to, to listen to your story and judge you um, because if you don't want people to make those um, you know make those uh, um, uh, thought processes of you then you, you, they, they, if, you, if he hasn't done it people aren't talking about him today we're not talking about him today he's decided to do it or his, or his people have decided that he's going to do it um, so you know, there's a lot of column inches, and there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, radio phone-ins, um, especially on Talksport, where they've 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 talked about this constantly all week. Um, there's other podcasts that are talking about it. So you know, of course, we are too. You know, let's let's you know, and also you know, we're, none of us are here to to annihilate Ivan because you know we, we you know we we've got a lot to thank him for, and we hopefully this isn't the end of this the end of our journey. You know, we, we we there's a lot of care there for him. We we obviously we hope he's all right. We we hope he's staying fit. We hope his his head's in a good place, and we hope he's spending quality time with his family because you know if if he's if his if his career he's in can right now. If his, if his career gets back on track as 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 he sat, says like he wants to then he's in for a busy time over the next five to, to ten years so you know he's he's been given this incredible opportunity because let's let's be honest as well you know he's not done his anterior cruciate ligament and we're not talking about whether there's a question mark over his career will he come back fit He's not had a, a nine-month uh, leg break injury. I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things not, you know, as, as, as you know, not as a, as a jinx. But you know, he, he, he's out of the game, but, but mothballed. So there's any, any fatigue, any, any built-up, um, uh, you know, injuries, um, anything he was niggling, you know, he, he, he. He, he constantly wore lots of heavy strapping on himself because they were they were stressed and they were you know muscle and um, ligament uh, st stress kind of supports. You know he he's had a good rest from the game. So other people looking at him are going to make judgment. Other people, I mean, other football clubs looking at him are going to make judgments not based on will he be as good as he as he was because of the injury. They they make a decision on he's at a rest he's raring to go do we want Ivan Tony with his baggage this betting ban and I I think most will go yeah I I I don't see this as being you know you know I, I don't want to bring other football players and that have been involved in the news this week because those comparisons are irrelevant you know yes no he's not a lot of other players that have done a lot worse you know he, but he is Ivan Tony and he's been found guilty of, of betting in the game and it's 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 a it's a taboo you know there are people that have life bans you know because of this um and there's a people that equally don't get what he's got but he, he his punishment is 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 what has been meted out to him and he hasn't taken ownership of that so what i'm saying is i don't think other football clubs will be looking at ivan tony and going he's not wouldn't touch him with a barge pole you know there's absolutely no way he i don't i don't think his his valuation and what we'll get for him has changed at all Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, I'd, yes, I've, you know, we, we'd hope that he would um, extend his contract for the time that his ban has been in place. I'm not holding my breath that's going to happen. I don't think the football club, I, I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm sure we would have found out by now if he, if he had any intention of doing that. So I don't, I'm not expecting any time soon that Ivan Tony or the football club are going to come out and say Ivan's extended his contract by nine months. Now, I'm be delighted if that does happen. So I'm not, I'm not saying that there's, there's not room for that to still happen. Um, but um, so do we think he'll ever play for Brentford Football Club again, Lewis? Uh, if I was a betting man, no, sorry. Uh, no, I don't think he will. I think he'll probably head off in January. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I necessarily want that to happen, but I think it's, uh, I, I, th- I think it's most likely. Ali? Uh, I think uh, he will play a couple of games when he comes back and we will sell him at the end of the window. So I think, well, I think we'll probably see a couple of games. So and I, then it will sell him at the end of the window because uh, we'll want to prove that he he'll, you know, want to show that he could still score goals. And I think there'll be a couple of games um, and then he'll be able to hit the ground running with, with any new club that comes in for him. And if if he doesn't go in January, he'll certainly go next summer. I'm surprised yeah. that I'm surprised that no one's coming for him now. To, if I'm honest with you, I mean, I don't. Well, there's rumours, isn't there? There have been rumours, so, hasn't there? But he's, yeah. he's, he's training. He's training again in sort of four or five weeks, mm. so three, three or four weeks. So you know, it, it's it's we're we're at the kind of the, we're heading towards the kind of reintegration to the game part of it. Um, so you know, he could be reintegrating somewhere where he clearly would prefer to be. I I, I think I know I'm not. You know, that's not even a dig. That's you know, I, I think I think he he's ready for a move, and I think we probably um, we're ready for him to move. And I, if he, he signs a contract for another four years, then Britain absolutely brilliant at Brentford, and he, he can he can get us into Europe properly. You know, but I I just can't see that happening. And and again, no, no, I, I, I think the last ten minutes of that podcast with Stephen Bartlett was him actively making it clear he's in the shop window. Right. You know, Let, he, he was, but we knew that anyway. We knew that anyway. No, I know. Yeah, absolutely. But if but he hadn't got this bad, he would almost have certainly have gone in this window. Yeah, let's. We're not. We're not. We're not going. We're not being naive here to think he was going to be with us forevermore. It was only ever. No. It was. It was only ever passing through. Um, and yeah. you know, all, all, all of the reasons why he should join have been proved correct. And we certainly wouldn't have won't stand in his way when when that right move comes for him right we'll listen now to um a fascinating um i've I've cut it down to a couple of sound bites a couple of fascinating five five minutes out of the 20 minute discussion on talk sport um i'll we'll also listen to um some brent fans who have sent in some uh voicemail clips for us today um, and then when we come back, we'll read some um, views from probably 15 to 20 Brentford fans who have put their opinions on the Besotted Twitter feed in the last couple of days. Now, Ivan can, 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 can plead ignorance, but you have to be living under a rock not to understand. You've seen Kieran Trippier, you've seen other high-profile people, whether it be Wally Downs or people in and around the game that have had this challenge. So whilst footballers are institutionalised at times and live in their own little bubble, there is a reality of people do know the two biggest commodities in football are gossip and money. Uh, and, and ultimately the rumours circuit around, get, but he knows that he can't bet. I'm disappointed with this. I mean, obviously, contextually, we're only seeing, hearing a certain part, so we don't know if he goes on to own some of his own thinking. But this young man is a very talented player. I happen to be a, a major admirer of his. I like his dad. I spent time with his dad and I like the family. But... If he's going to move out of Brentford and go to a, a bigger football club, one of the things <coughs> that bigger football clubs want to see is character. They want to see people owning their mistakes and having the substance and backbone to accept their failings. It doesn't sound like there's much of that going on here. And when you use the word deny, I'm, I'm sorry, Ivan, you need to replace, replace the word you deny with the word lie. 
you don't, you, denying something is pushing back against something that you're accused of. Telling a blatant untruth is a lie, and he lied because it suited him best to be able to get an outcome that ultimately was, I don't want to be accused of this, I don't want to be charged with this, so I'm going to tell you that I didn't do it. That's not a denial, that's a lie. You've got to get to the crux of this. This is nobody else's behaviour besides Ivan's. Nobody wants Ivan to be... I, I would love to know, and I'd love to have seen the interviewer push him a little bit harder to, 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 to let us know who these people are that are putting together this conspiracy theory to deny him an opportunity. This is the boy's behaviour. It's nobody else's behaviour. It's his behaviour, and he doesn't seem to want to be accountable for it. This is a classic case, that we're all guilty of it, of engaging one's mouth before you engage one's brain. This is an ill-advised interview. You know, those without sin can cast the first stone, and we're very quick to judge people based upon what they do and don't do and tell them how they should and shouldn't behave. I think this is ill-advised. I, I don't think it's clever, I don't think it's sensible, I don't think it portrays him in a particularly good light. If Matthew Benham's in a situation where he wants to retain the player and add some value to it, he's got to take a view on what's right for his football club in the short-term, intermediate and long-term. And here we are now in this eternal crossroads. Should I do what's right? Should this player get paid for ultimately putting his club in the way of something that he did. And the answer morally in every other walk of life would be no. But football doesn't play by those rules because all of a sudden you've got to get this player back on side. Yeah. He's more valuable to us in, in, the, in the formation of the side and what happens next. There's the challenge. I'd like to say something about Ivan Tony and um, the Diary of a CEO interview. Um, I feel like this whole situation with Ivan um, calls into question two things, really. Um, I'm going to mention the club, um, maybe not so positively here. Uh, I don't know what the club are doing with Ivan behind the scenes. Um, and maybe we should know. I think there's a vacuum there. I think maybe the club should come forward and explain what they're doing. I think there's a psychologist at the training ground, right? I remember seeing a video of him, I think he's called Michael, and he has a bench and he can sit and talk to the players. What seeing Ivan talking to Stephen on the podcast showed me was that Ivan really needs some help. Um, I think Ivan wears a mask. I think there's um, this feeling that Ivan is something of a super-driven um, positive thinking terminator but to me anybody who's got kids watching that interview can see that Ivan is really struggling in some moments there's a kind of don't ask for help just plow on kind of mindset which I don't think is gonna help him um, because that's the mindset that got him betting in the first place, right? Clearly has an issue, clearly doesn't understand the issue he's got very well, hasn't spent enough time understanding it. Um, and I think the chances of Ivan um, continuing addictive behaviour are huge. Unless he has, you know, weekly support, he's going to really struggle to get um, on top of this, when he starts um, getting involved again in the stresses of the game. And then a second point I kind of want to make is, um, I think the lack of input shows itself with Ivan in another way. Because I think that interview, um, in my opinion, shouldn't be done freestyle without the club advising him. He should be um, in a discussion with key figures at the club about what the best messages to get out are. And I think he bulldozed into that interview a little bit. Um, probably the emotion took him a bit by surprise. To be honest with you, I think Stephen's questioning was a little weak in places. Maybe the edit took a few pointed questions and answers out. But, um, you know, to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Because I think it's a fine podcast. But um, I feel that I feel that um, Ivan, in a couple of places, um, doesn't show enough humility. If it wasn't for Stephen's um, promptings and summaries, I don't think we would get the takeout that Ivan accepts the blame for what he did. I think what I learned from the interview is that um, there's a number of um, 
bets that Ivan doesn't recall, but he took the rap for them anyway because he wanted to get the end to the, to the end of a process. But this whole idea that he put all these bets through a third party, uh, and there was a text or two saying, "I can't put my name to that one," you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And seeing Ivan yesterday on the podcast. Um, sort of dance around the idea that he used a third party because, you know, he um, didn't want his parents to see his mail. I mean, I I don't know. I, I found that weak, and I'm sure the commission found it weak too. And, um, you know, anyone with any savvy, and he's clearly got savvy, um, would know it's a smart play to bet for another person if you're a professional footballer. And, you know, he did it 200-odd times, right? Um, So he carved himself a channel to execute the bets he wanted to. And he was sometimes um, betting on himself. Um, I take that. But he was sometimes not. And um, our biggest issue really is... um, Where did Brentford come out of all of this? There's nothing in the podcast to give even the slightest feeling uh, to supporters who, let's face it, have taken a whack here and, um, you know, are still supporting the guy. But there's nothing in there for us to think that he's going to sign for another year with us. Um, Okay. He doesn't say he wants to go to Liverpool or Arsenal or even Manchester United. But there's very little talk about the idea of him knuckling down and showing everybody what he can do at Brentford. There's a lot of talk about him coming back a different beast. Uh, But, you know, um, the vultures are going to be swirling in January because strikers are at a premium in the Premiership. And um, Ivan looks like he's ready to get his head turned. That's the feeling I get from watching the podcast, and that's the feeling that disappoints me the most. Look, we all know that what Ivan Tony does is what Ivan Tony wants. Uh, my main takeaway, and the real issue I have from his very ill-advised appearance on Stephen Bartlett's podcast this week, was that Ivan still believes he was is the victim um, and is not really taking any responsibility for his past actions. And the problem that is, it's not helpful in managing what he therefore does in the future. Uh, I really worry for Ivan on a personal level. I genuinely hope I'm wrong, uh, and I'm not. But I'm really not certain we'll see him in a Brentford shirt again. He might well get a transfer in January. There are always clubs desperate for um, goal scorers um, in the January transfer window, um, and that transfer will probably be for a large, sum, sizable sum of money. Uh, I hope that he manages that wealth well. Um, but I fear taking good and proper advice is not necessarily Ivan's forte. As I've said, I hope I'm wrong, and he plays at least half the season for us, uh, bangs in loads of goals, takes us to a cup final, and more importantly, probably keeps his head down and just continues playing like the brilliant player he is on the field while behaving better off-field. We'll see how that turns out. Um, the Ivan Tony interview that he did the interview with the ceo i think he interviewed really really well i would like to see ivan do some more long form interviews not post-match sound bites one or two sentences i think he's quite an erudite speaker and i'd like to see him do more of that whether it is for brentford or whether it is for his future employee employers because the one thing that i did pick up from that uh, interview is something that i've suspected for a while I don't think we're going to see Ivan back in January. I, for some, I've got it in my head that he has got his eyes set on being elsewhere. He wants to come back and make like he wants to come back big um, and with a sort of statement. And so I can sort of see him moving on in January. I'm not as convinced as I am that we're never going to see David Bayer again, but I'm quite certain that we're probably quite certain that we're probably. I can't shake the feeling that we're not going to see Ivan Tony in a Brentford shirt again. I hope I'm wrong. I've been wrong before in the past, and I really hope I'm wrong this time. Um, 
but time will tell. First of all, uh, anyone that's surprised that uh, Ivan Tony, uh, his interview is about Ivan Tony, um, is is uh, delusional. I mean, the, the the guy is about himself. Um, it's what makes him so good. Uh, it's what makes him so good. He doesn't care about people around him. He doesn't care what people say. He's not that interested, really. He wants, uh, he wants it to be, as he said, I think four times in the uh, podcast, I, I want to be the man. I want to be the man. And that's, that's, that's what he's all about. Um, there are no grey areas. He knew what he was doing, I think. Um, I don't think we'll see him in a Brentford shirt again. I think he's done his time. Um, he's been brilliant. He's been excellent for us. Uh, we've liked his arrogance as he's come through because that arrogance is what makes him the player he is. But he will move on. He'll move on for big money and uh, the team will be, uh, I think, better as a result of that. And that's hard to say for somebody that's such a great player and such a prolific goal scorer. But uh, we're about team. We're not about individual and therefore we will move on too. I've had a good think about this Ivan Tony thing. And I've listened to the interview as well. I'll be honest with you, I wish that he didn't do the interview before the interview dropped. But I thought if he's doing the interview, maybe... There might be some interesting stuff coming out of it that we can uh, that we can actually reflect on and 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 learn from. Um, but to be quite honest with you, when I listened to the interview, I kind of was cringing a little bit because for me, it wasn't really something that personally I think he should be doing. And I'm talking about somebody who has looked after numerous artists, big name artists around the world. Okay, um, big name artists in the music industry. Okay, I've had to deal with press, PR, the full Monty. Basically, what you do is, as your job, as you looking after somebody, your job is basically to almost to shield them and to mould them, get them to do and say the right things without actually being their puppet, but actually teaching them to say the right things. I've, I've been in situations where literally I've sat down and I've talked with people, and you've had conversations with them just to make sure that they understood where the lie of the land is. Okay, now I understand. Ivan Tony is Ivan Tony and he wants to go out there unfiltered but my question is what was he looking to get out of this because I think whatever he may have been looking to get out of this and what it was I think that he felt that he was victimized to a certain extent I think that he that was the that that was the main reason I think why he did this I don't think it worked and the reason why I don't think it worked is because there was a number of things that came out of that interview which which kind of led to more questions than answers for a start the interview and I know a lot of people have said this as well he didn't probe enough there were some questions there that were asked and and Ivan gave the answers and then you sort of think okay but that doesn't quite make sense as an interviewer any other interviewer would have gone in there a little bit deeper but he didn't so what it did is it left more questions than answers again you know the question about you know whether or not he knew about the gambling or the not gambling scenario there's you know listen he said that he didn't Okay, so then there's question marks around the football club and the football clubs he's been with and and lots of other things as well. Now, I I, I don't work in football, but I know that I wouldn't go anywhere near it. So if if your if your career could potentially be on the line, (laughs) surely this is something that you would look into. Now, I'm not sitting down there because he's going to say you're calling me a lot. I'm just saying to you that it's just opened up more questions than there can be now. I'm not sitting down there and slagging Ivan off. I, I really like him. I think what he's done is fabulous. I think the fact where he's come from, all the pitfalls that he's had, and he's picked himself up again and again, that is you know, the kind of thing that I would talk to my daughter about, my son about, how you actually, you don't, you don't, you know, adversity, forget about it. Just pick yourself up the whole time. If you think that you're good enough, go forward and do it. And I really love that about him right and I think that you know one of my biggest gutters is one of his biggest gutters that he did not get to play for England you know um, that is a real shame doesn't mean that he can't play for England anymore but what for me I'm thinking is that he needs to do now because I think with this whole with this whole gambling scenario the gambling scenario has come out there was a year and, 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 and he complained a bit about it as a year afterwards but that's the process that's the FA process it's a bit rubbish but it is what it is and if you get caught you get part of that whole system and yes there are other people that maybe should have got done more than he should have done I mean we question that as well yes that player he, he did some gambling and he got a lesser fine than Ivan Tony. yes we understand but the problem is still it's not right so you're going to get some sort of punishment so at the end of the day you kind of have to accept that but the thing is the main thing I'm going to say is that 
he has to realise, actually, in the light of things, the PR that he got out of it, the negative PR, was actually quite slim. I know he's all over Twitter and everything like that, but it was actually quite slight. It was almost smoothed over, and people have kind of forgotten about him, and especially as we're scoring goals now, so they've forgotten about him. So he could have come back the 30th of January, whatever it is, smashed in three goals, and there you go again, and that's the story. But him coming that brings it back into the light again and again and he doesn't need that we don't need that nobody needs that whoever's advising him and I know it's not at the club it's outside of the club or maybe it's him himself they're doing it wrong because him he's to sit down zip it chill out train do the business really be kind of like you know just be humble and move on and to be quite honest with you he maybe should have apologized not maybe he should have apologized and said look hands up i got it wrong and move on forward but the problem is that hasn't happened and it just stirs the pot the whole time and it's a real shame because he's such a good player will it affect his price i don't think it will because you know people have you got you got saudis buying up clubs and players and everything like that they don't care so it doesn't really matter about that but i think for ivan's sake and i like him i think he's a wicked striker i hope for now he's done that interview he'll let it all rest he'll move on chill out don't say anything more come back score loads of goals for Brentford and if he stays with us it's great and if he moves on I wish him all the best in the world so hope you enjoyed listening to the contributions there um, as I said first um, by the TalkSport uh, brigade and then obviously some Brentford fans who sent in voicemails just really interesting to, to, to get the whole kind of like spectrum of, of just where people are at so thanks for, for everyone to, for who sent those in and thanks as, as I said for people who've joined in the discussion on Besotted Twitter because um, you know it's, 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 we're up to almost 20,000 followers and it's, it's a real vibrant community that, that takes place there let me read out um, we'll, we'll take it in turns here read out some people that have uh, really put um, some, some really poignant points uh, in the last 48 hours um, this one's from Lacole he doesn't care this was a PR exercise gone wrong, and I suspect Stephen Bartlett, who normally is quite forensic on his podcast, sensed Tony could be doing some more damage here to himself and did not dig deeper. Uh, this one's from Nick Stamp. Honestly, didn't think it revealed very much other than perhaps his continued naivety around gambling. He spoke very highly of Brentford, the coach and the boys, including his little brother, Brian, and was looking forward to getting back to training. And, and this one's from Jerry0703. No new revelations other than a come and get me to a hostel. No problem with that, to be honest, as we're all realistic about him moving on and us getting lots of money. This one's from Bees Knees 1889. Surprised how many people interpreted the interview as he pl- has him having played his last game for us. I got quite the opposite. Talked a lot about his comeback and eagerness to get back to training. Only thing I was hoping to hear him address more was repaying the club and the fans for the time missed. I was and still am hoping he does the honourable thing and extends, even if only to make up the lost time. I'm sure the club are mindful of it and acting accordingly. Never nice to hear him talk about the other clubs, but it's no surprise given the salaries they pay. Uh, this is one of my favourites, actually. Um, unfortunately, this is from Louis Louis and Adriano, and he says, "Unfortunately, I think Ivan may have used Prince Andrew's advisors on this." And then uh, Joel Beckman, there is so much wrong with this. Leaving aside the pony questioning, uh, Ivan's answers inconsistent and potentially opening open him up to further investigation. No apology to teammates or fans clearly planning next move. He's been very poorly advised and would have been better to have staged them. Steve Kirk, um, perhaps it's time to say thanks and goodbye. Uh, Anthony Ballard says, good interview. Still not willing to admit everything. Claims he didn't know betting on football was a crime. Not sure we'll ever see him in a Brentford shirt again, but I hope we do. And then uh, brilliantly named Cornelius Plum. I think the interviewer missed a trick in not asking about how he plans to repay the support he's received from the club. That is ambitious should be no surprise. If he feels that he has to move to win things, who are we to naysay him? Um, This one's from Paddy Ennis. Sounds like he wants out. 
was positive about Brentford, current employer, so be so bound to be, but can't help but feel it's over. Shame, as I'd love nothing more than to see him sign a five-year contract. I need to be realistic, though. Stuart Keane says, positives are he is eager to get back to training and be ready for January. Praise to the club and the staff. The negatives, he contradicted himself numerous times and blamed others for his mistake. Biding his time at Brentford before a move to a Champions League club. I'm expecting him to move on in the summer. And Kelly Hopkins says, he even says in the interview his parents told him not to say anything on the matter after this tweet, but he, he couldn't help himself. He was even pulled up on a family member that was in trouble with the FA for betting, yet still claimed he didn't know he couldn't bet on football. This one's from Nick Witchin. Um, Bartlett, the interview was super weak when usually he's not. He bottled repeatedly. Have to assume he had to agree this, which was sad to see or hear. And this one's from Dan the Bee. And he says, I don't think the interview tells us anything new. To be honest, other than the props he gave Thomas Frank in the club, it was a bit boring. I think it's 50-50 if we see him play for us again. As long as we get the top money bouncing around in January, then I'm okay if he gets his big move. And short and sweet from Charlie Marr, using a podcast to force a move is a new one. Yeah, it'd be nice if he'd use this podcast, but there you go. Well, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we were quite at the reach. Um, Adam Ackerman says, um, reckon his stupidity has cost us £20 million. He will play a few games for us back half of the season and go for a lot less next summer than we probably would have got this summer. Uh, and the last one's from Roy Brown, and sort of, I agree with most of it, this, actually. Love him as a player, but he's an idiot. Could have used the interview to take responsibility, offer to help others, point out hypocrisy of betting firms of football, praise Brentford more, and commit to pay back the faith and support shown. Was lucky not to get a longer ban. So, I think we've covered a lot of it. We could spend hours on it, you know, if we were, if we were psychiatrists, which we're, we're certainly not then um, I'm sure we'll have a field day on it. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, I've said, I've said this earlier, you know, I'm, ho I'm hoping we, we come from a, we come from a positive and, and, and caring position. You know, we, we hope that Ivan's all right. Um, we, we, we hope that he, he comes back um, uh, and he, he can resurrect his career. He, he's a huge talent. Um, he's one of our, if not our best ever player. And um, we, we always knew and we're realistic enough to uh, admit that um, if his his career or his time at Brentford was a success then it was only ever going to be um, you know a, a, a one contract stay um, hopefully it's an extended contract stay because that would be a, an ideal solution and nothing will change we certainly wouldn't stand in his way it just makes sure that we get the money that he's worth and we don't get into that um, countdown clock ticking away that um, means that we're you know we had a David Raya situation where unless we really get rid of him this window then we're gonna move towards uh, an out of contract go for nothing situation which we can't afford and it, it, you know let's hope that that never happens with Ivan so we what we you know we we want him back we want him strong we want him in a good place we wish he hadn't have done this interview because I, I think I fear I, I know that he's actually come out of this in a worse place <clears throat> um, where he he could have used it for a, a, a far more positive outcome, set take taken taken ownership of 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 what he has done, um, and um, he just he just hasn't done any of that. So you know we we move on as they say, um, uh, it, it will pass. He will come back. He will train, and then the positive start. Any other any other business, Al? Is there anything that we haven't talked yeah, about? Yeah, a couple of, a couple of things that occurred to me. There are a couple of things in that interview that I think in the past uh, we've all generally agreed with him on. Um, it is, first of all, the timing of the leaks um, from the FA when it first came out, just before the World Cup squad was announced. I think, I think pretty much all of us said that it was a bit suspicious the timing of the leak and it seemed like there was somebody at the FA who didn't want to be in the England squad. Um, I don't think he's wrong about that. Um, and I don't think any of us would backtrack on what we said about that back in November. Um, and also he makes some, some very good points again that I think uh, we've said, Thomas Frank has said, Gareth Southgate said, is that, you know, leaving him just doing nothing for four months, you know, not being able to go anywhere near football, you know, it, it, it's not a good thing. 
Um, you can't, you know, the FA can't go on about players' mental health and um, leave a player in that situation. I think I think it would have been far better to allow him to do work in the community, um, to be a, 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 even if he's not allowed to train, to be at least be allowed at the club and be around the club. Uh, and I think he may not have got himself in the mess that he's got himself a bit into with this podcast. And a couple of other things I would point out that a high profile he's not the first high profile player who has done something that's ended up with him getting a long ban um, and hasn't taken responsibility for it. I don't ever remember Eric Cantona taking responsibility for what he did. I don't remember Rio Ferdinand taking responsibility. You know, I just think sometimes these players are... Well, flawed genius probably isn't quite the right phrase, but you know what I mean? I think a lot of the a lot of the baggage that comes with it is what makes them the players that they are, unfortunately. And I think sometimes you just possibly have to, you know, take the warts and all. I'm not, I'm not saying I condone, don't condone what he's done, but you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I've, I've really, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it was important that we, um, uh, we, we kind of deconstruct what is, is a big deal. You know, we, we, we can't, we can't pretend it's, 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 it isn't, you know, um, this is one of the leading podcasts in the country, um, if not if not the world, and uh, our players appeared on it, and he's talked about a situation which he's been banned from playing for us for for half a season. This it is it is a big deal. So if anyone's uh, saying why are you talking about this for this long, um, if you don't think it's a big deal, that's your opinion, but it is. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, <laughs> but you're it, wrong. Oh well, no, well, it, well it, you know. You, you can you can say that about anything. You can say, "Oh, well, what are you making such a big deal about?" Whatever. But you know, this is a Brentford fan podcast. This is a Brentford player. I've never. This has never happened to us um, in in my 40, 50 years of following the club. Um, and we've never been in the top flight, and we've never finished. You know, we're currently fourth or fifth. So we're fourth. we're we're a we are a big deal, and um, it is a big deal. And we're talking. We are about, massive, and we'll talk about it as much as we want. Thank you very much. So, um, so, so we're, we're going to wrap this one up. Um, if you've got anything to say um, further on this, then please leave a comment uh, uh, or, or, or follow us at Besotted um, on Twitter and you're welcome to share your opinions. Um, this, it may not be the last we talk about this uh, in, the, in the coming weeks, and in which case we'll use your contributions in that as well. So thanks for listening. Um, if you enjoy what we do, then make sure you subscribe. If you like what we do enough to buy us a beer, follow uh, go follow your thumb on your fingers over to besotted.com forward slash beer, and you can uh, you can buy us uh, a beer or a coffee or whatever you want, and we'll gladly quaff that at the weekend. And uh, yeah, thanks for Ali for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed that, and thank you for Lewis for joining us tonight, and everyone else Welcome. who's contributed. Come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.